0: Welcome to Pharmacy View, Technology and Pharmacy Business Podcast Series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. I'm talking today with Daniel Riley from Suntex, located in Victoria. Welcome, Daniel.
1: Hi, Scott. Great to be here. Likewise,
0: having you on board, Daniel. So you and I, I guess, have interacted over a few years now and, and initially from our interaction through the Pharmacy Alliance Group, where we've both done some work. But for anyone who doesn't know um, who you are, I guess, first question up is, who is Daniel Riley?
1: Well, Daniel Riley is a, an accountant. So I've been an accountant for 21 years. So I started or graduated in the, in the year 2000. I've been working primarily in the, in the public practice sector. And and specifically dealing with small and medium businesses over that time, in saying that accounting is a, a really really interesting profession and it gets you to, well, it takes you to a lot of different places. So I actually spent a couple of years working over in London in the early parts of my career, which is a great wow. ground. Yeah, yeah. really, really sort of interesting grounding to see how a different sort of tax system works. So I was um, I was over over there as as most Australians in there. Early twenties with the uh, with the visa situation with being part of the Commonwealth. So yes, that, that, yep. that was a great great time. And uh, once I came back from from the UK, I started work, working for Suntax. I'd known John, who's the founder of Suntax, for, for many many years. And yeah, started started working uh, back in two thousand and four. And yeah since since then the the, the business has grown uh, substantially I, I bought in as, as an owner uh, around about the two the beginning of 2011 and today we're a, we're a three partner firm with about 32 staff across our our two offices that we've got here in melbourne and yeah we've really looked to expand our services while at the same time staying i suppose close to our our core which is uh, tax compliance but yeah, we we have added into that into that mix over the last of 10 years bookkeeping, wealth management, business and personal insurances, mortgage broking and and most recently legal. Excellent.
0: So mm. I, I guess that leads nicely then into who is Suntax uh, and and potentially part, part of the name gives it away. But I was looking at your website in the last couple of days, you know, doing a bit of research prior to this session today. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I think that jumped out at me was that one of your core values is is around being a business coach with your clients as opposed to just being an accountant. So I think that's a nice lead in. You've you mentioned all of the things that you do, but I, I guess in terms of the Australian pharmacy industry and the, the technology that you employ, uh, who is Suntex to the Australian pharmacy industry and and, and what kind of uh, breadth of clients have you got at the moment?
1: Yeah. So I suppose at, at SunTax, we're really passionate about small to medium-sized business. Yeah, we don't Really, just sit back and do the traditional like accounting sort of role of just keeping keeping the score we're we're there to sort of like work with our, our business owners to help them improve their business now that that may be through compliance um, and uh, tax structuring, but equally through the use of technology in the last five years we've seen a, a huge amount of i suppose ingenuity and um, innovation through cloud computing so we've really embraced that and we've we've been using that with our our pharmacy clients uh, through the use of Xero we're a really really big um, uh, user of the Xero platform for for accounting yep. and that is for us is, uh, is the gold standard in the accounting space and it, it really does really knock down the the old traditional I suppose constraints of having to work with an accountant or a bookkeeper who is local to you uh, being in like the same suburb Yes, with, with with cloud computing, uh, we've we've got pharmacies and other clients uh, dotted all around every state in the country. So it doesn't matter that we're located here in Melbourne; we can still work on a on a pharmacy over in uh, Bundaberg, Western Australia, or up in Cairns, or you know, down in Hobart and Tassie. So cloud computing's been huge for that, and yeah, it's a it's an interesting journey.
0: Yeah, so so on that basis, the, and, and the fact that you've kind of spread nationally, how did this, the clients in the state find you? And again, was there some kind of technological advantage that you've got from that, or is it just word of mouth?
1: It was. It started off as us just providing a solution to to a problem. So we had a uh, a client who was uh, struggling with, I suppose, delivery of service and timeliness because they needed to be. They were you know, their, their businesses were located on the other side of the. Uh, the country and it just took a long time for data to arrive and then get worked on and then you know management reports were you know 6, six to 8 weeks lag time and you know, when you're trying to run a business it's very very hard to uh, be making valuable decisions when you've got data which is 6 to 8 weeks old so providing a solution and, and embracing cloud technology was about saying well, we we can deliver you know monthly reports you know 2 weeks after the end of a month so you you've got a lot more timely information and you can make better business decisions so Yeah,
0: and I think on that note, you know, you've you've had enough interaction in the pharmacy now. Know that it's it, it is a highly technologically, I guess, um, based industry. Uh, anything from you know e-scripts these days through to PBS claims and and everything is almost happening instantly or or within a much shorter time frame. So really, from an accounting point of view, you've you've had to almost meet that demand, haven't you?
1: Oh, uh, absolutely. Everyone, all business owners these days, you know want to operate in real time as, as close to as possible. So. You know, having a, a delay of, of weeks or 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 months is uh, not really acceptable in this environment these days and it, it makes it really difficult in uh, you know, run, running a business. So yeah, the the use of like I said before, zero, you know, everyone's using internet banking these days to great effect. You know, we use receipt bank as, uh well we've recently changed their name to Dext. but so yes. we use Dex yeah. we, we use Dext as a um, way to to capture invoices. That, um, that 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 our our businesses are um, you know need, needing to pay and and that that's a way of getting that data across to us because we 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 pay all the bills we do all the reconciliations so we're really like a, a full back office solution rather than just doing it the the compliance I suppose the for for us the if economies of scale there or efficiencies are generated because we're both accountants and bookkeepers. We can. Uh, if my bookkeepers have any queries, they just go and have a chat with the accountant on the, on the job, and yep. um, so we get a really good outcome. Yeah,
0: and I, and I notice. Look, I'm I'm a, a zero user as well for my business, mm. and I guess one of the things that I like about it, having a background in some um, financial management and training, the fact that I can go in at any point in time and and basically get a live update as to my business status, and 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 that's really what this is about, isn't it? It's it's that more instant. Uh, response time, uh, short of there being an invoice missing or short of there being some income not reconciled?
1: Yeah, 100% there, Scott. And a lot of the time, you know, because the, the, the data feed is coming through daily, it has a bit of a game-like characteristic that people want to keep things up to date. They don't like seeing things unreconciled. So <laughs> it really works. You no, know, then the, the more accurate and less transactions that are outstanding, it means that the data you've got there is um, is quite robust and you can make some really good decisions from.
0: Yeah, I, I chuckled there a little bit because you're right about the, you know, it, it drives you to kind of keep everything up to date and I and I did sit there most of the Easter weekend waiting for a whole lot of transactions to come through and I noticed they've all come through yesterday or today kind of <laughs> thing. So, so there's still exactly. this kind of public holiday and weekend lag and demand from the financial institutions, isn't there?
1: Yeah, 100%. I know exactly what you mean because I, I was having a look at our file ourselves and uh I was uh, thinking, hold on, it's been four days since the first yeah. of April, and uh, yeah. nothing has come through yet. But yeah, so like for for us, it also it also helps, I suppose, with our business owners. You know, we can produce um, standardised reports and deliver those back with some good context about how you know, the the business has gone ag- against their own against their own budgets that they've sent set themselves, and also yeah. you know from a I suppose a benchmarking perspective around yeah. um, against peers.
0: Yeah. And it's good. And look, I, I, I was, that's a nice leading because the next thing I wanted to discuss with you is that access to benchmarking information. And obviously you respect the confidentiality and privacy of each of your clients, but mm. but you can effectively, as much as you, you might set a budget with a client, you can actually give them some benchmarking um, qualification as well that would either substantiate their budget or or at least give them an idea of areas that they can be improved on.
1: Yeah, that's spot on. So as far as we do benchmarking with all of our clients, it doesn't matter if they're in the pharmacy game or if they're um a, a cafe, but the benchmarking that we that we utilize is publicly available from the tax department. So yep. for us, we we like to benchmark our clients against basically what the ATO have got there. And they're drawing the data from the tens of thousands of small businesses around the country. And it also gives some some good context if you're if there are a few outliers and you know, we just want to make sure the clients are always making sure we're you know we're not exposing them or they're not exposing themselves to any uh potential ATO activity. And and so it does bring up some discussion from time to time. And yeah, oh that, that thing should have been in there, but oh that was um misclassified or or, or yep. whatnot. So yeah, so we, we we generally use um benchmarks and 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 put that in, in cover letters that we send out to our, our clients at the end of the year and then also with our with our monthly reporting that we do as well from that perspective mm. yeah mm. so
0: in terms of your remote clients um obviously uh it's like now we could be talking on the internet phone or we could be uh t- doing some kind of video link what what kind of technology do you do santax employ
1: there yeah so we being in an accounting it feels like we're like a, a tech company more than an accountant uh, <laughs> office these days so yeah like we, we we love technology and really really embrace it so uh, during the the latest lockdown that we had down in victoria that yeah. was july through to september so that's our busiest time of the year scott and yeah we needed to be able to get in contact with our clients and stay in contact so we google meets as a form of um, video conferencing where we can share our screen you can see what's happening when we're doing the tax return or talking about your tax planning now obviously we've got our, our, our telephone system is voip so it that's all available that we can transfer calls you know, it doesn't matter where, where you're sitting like i could be sitting down, down in rosebud and yep. you could you could call the office phone here and and admin can can patch it through to me. Not, not a problem at all. So uh, we do that and and also electronic signing. That's been a really big thing in the last few years as well, which has come forward a long way. So we use DocuSign to get documents out to our clients. They sign them electronically and get them back, and it's it's valid. Uh, the ATO are, are happy to take that as proof of signature. They don't need wet signatures. Yep. and I think the banks actually just announced the other day that they're going to start going down that path too, which is uh, which is good. And yeah, having having electronic signatures for all the all the tax returns and BAS returns that we've been doing during lockdown was an absolute godsend, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and and I guess that look, it's there's, there's obviously been some um, you know disaster stories over the length of time that Victoria was in lockdown, but not not discounting those. On the other side of things, from a, from a national Australia national and potentially international as well. That period has really driven significant technology change in the way businesses
1: report and communicate, hasn't it? It certainly has. And I think it's really made people embrace technology and use of so much more. And in a space of three months, I think we all sort of like, you know, leapt forward probably three, or three to five years as far as adoption is concerned because we had no other, no other option. And uh, you know, something that we've always you know, been striving for is you know continual improvement and, and, and efficiencies. And so with with the, the use of cloud technology, uh, we try to automate absolutely everything we possibly can. And that's that's led to huge, huge amounts of um, efficiency gains. And it's one of those things we'll be looking for the next gain out there, Scott.
0: Yeah. And, and again, it's a nice leading because my next question is going to be, so I'm aware that you're a... A Platinum Zero account? Or you're, 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 I, I may have that yep. quite wrong, but the reality is you, you would therefore be aware of new things that are coming up. So is there anything in, in terms of Zero that uh, clients could look forward to in the near future that you can share with us?
1: Well, yeah. So we are a Platinum, platinum sort of le- le- level user of, of Zero. So basically what that le- lets us, I suppose, into, we, we are privy to a few of the beta testing products that they, that they have with Zero, And they're always working on stuff because they're a very innovative uh, program. That they recently just just purchased um, a couple of companies, so okay. there's a few businesses which they've, they've purchased, and a bit like a company Hubdoc which they purchased about three years ago. That's yep. pretty much a direct competitor to Dext. and yep. but but Hubdoc is something that we're we're starting to use a lot more now, and that that's actually has been wrapped up and included with, within a, a standard zero subscription now. So we're using that a lot more, and yep. then yeah, with these two latest editions, addi- yeah, we'll, we'll be uh, investigating and seeing how they'll be. Folded into the zero world, they're, they're mainly to do with payroll, and yeah, yeah we'll sort of like just see see, see what happens in that so space. Comes yeah,
0: because mm. um, again, that was going to be my next question. So I know from previous experience, there was predominantly one, potentially two payroll systems that you were using. Um, what are they today, and what do they look like?
1: Yeah, so we 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 use uh, TandA quite quite a lot with, with the majority of our of our pharmacy businesses that there's also wage lock is another one which we've used over the years but specifically tanda these days is the one we use predominantly a lot of the time like we we don't sort of dictate we we we, we sort of do to a point dictate that we want people to be using zero but yep. as far as the, the payroll add, add-on packages it's pretty much what what works best for for the business a bit like um yep. like an f of integration it's what works best for, for the business so yeah, but yeah. I'd say these these days it's it's mainly tender.
0: Okay, and I guess from that perspective, and again, keeping confidential clients a must. Is there mm. been any examples or learnings or or incidents that you can share with the listeners today of things that might be happening or or that they could um, look into in their own area?
1: I think the the, the the past year of COVID has really thrown quite a few question marks up for for people that are, that are running running their business and. It's been a real mixed bag, to be honest. I've had some businesses that have done exceptionally well during COVID just yep. because of the industry that they're in. And then I've had others that are in tourism and uh, the service-based industries, which have been absolutely uh, smashed. So I think the, the main message is when you're looking at the financial health of your business, you really need to keep a, a close eye, and we always say it on, on your expenses, but I suppose the strength of your balance sheet, um, yep. making sure that you're not too too exposed from a with a leverage perspective and just really making sure you've got... Know, cash put away to you know, ward off those those dark days when yes if yep. and when they do come so that's been a big focus that we've had with our clients and also to make just making sure they've got efficiencies in in their collection of debts it's hard enough to to, to sell sell your uh, your wares but if you're not collecting your uh, you know your sales very very difficult because of course you need to be paying paying all your staff and uh, yes. and rent and overheads. So you yep. need to make sure there's a, there's a good cash flow. So I suppose mainly yeah yeah strength the balance sheet. Keep keep an eye on that, and at the same time, just make sure you, you've set yourself some budget so you you can plan for your cash flow. Sure,
0: yeah, and and look, I um I've got a son who's in the building industry, and I probably have a weekly conversation with him about where his, his cash flow is at, particularly when you're talking about big chunks of money coming in and big invoices coming in to match it. So mm. I guess in terms of the pharmacy industry it's a little bit more stable in terms of that you've got the electronic PBS claim, which is the, you know, potentially the bulk of your income coming in, mm. and, and then you've got your customer receipts. And then on the reciprocal side of things, the bulk of product is purchased through a wholesaler, which, again, is predominantly one invoice, but it's all coming in staggered through the month, isn't it, in that case, as, as opposed to a 30-day invoice. So is yeah. there anything that pharmacies can watch in that area from your perspective?
1: Yeah, I, I suppose the, the main the, the main message there is there, there's there's no one thing, but when you're talking in cash flow, a, a, a big cash flow claim is obviously you know making sure you get get your bass in because there's, there's GST refunds, so you can't do that if if you're if you, if there's delays in getting your accounts in order and and, uh, and, and yeah, okay. finalized. So I suppose that 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 was a solution that we that we put out there to. to Problem that was posed to us you know, quite a few years ago. Yeah. If we if we if we can wrap up in the end the month accounts and get it done, you know, around the 15th or 16th of the month, that means we can get the BAS returns in there and lodged. That means that there's refunds coming back from the ATO in a short space of time, which definitely helps with uh, with cash flow. But cash flow. Whereas it, if that's not happening and it's taking like you know six to eight weeks, yep. Okay, the money will be there, but you're having to wait six to eight weeks longer than what you really should. Get it. So from a time frame, if I've if I've heard what you've
0: just said correctly, effectively, get your bash statement in, in by the fifteenth, which would potentially then mean that you'd get your your money back or your credit back before the end of the month, which means yeah. that you're in a better position then to pay your invoices at the end of the month.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like the ATO, they they're, they're very efficient with with you know, transacting. So and again, you, you use use of the of the zero program. Yeah, we can get that BAS in there and lodged. It it gets all um, vetted beforehand with pre lodgement, so we know if there's any errors, so it doesn't hold up the process. We we can get it in there, and um, the ATO turn it around very quickly because the HO you know, they're aware that ca- cash flow is the lifeblood of all small business, so they they're not in the in the business of holding on to people's GST money uh, any longer than what they need to,
0: as as opposed to the financial institutions which will pay it when they're ready to pay it. You're not, you're not, you're not wrong there. (laughs) Yeah, it's still, it's still kind of, you know, I I puzzle on that one most weekends when, and I'm sure most people do in in the fact that if I purchase something on my electronic card, you know, I can basically go into my account a minute later and the cash is gone. Yeah. But when it, you know, and and it doesn't matter whether it's weekday or weekend, it just happens. But in terms of today's age of technology, I, I think I know the reason why, but it still seems strange that, you know cash coming into a business actually takes several days when it can kind of take be taken out immediately so
1: yeah well like you said i think you know the answer <laughs>
0: <laughs> i guess they got to, they've got to make their shareholder money somewhere haven't they yeah correct correct Daniel, it's been great to chat today is there anything else going on in i guess your world or arena that you can share with uh, listeners today
1: oh look i, I suppose that at the moment we're in the i suppose in, in that funny period just before we've got a a, a budget to be released you know, probably in the next six, six weeks. So yeah, once middle of May rolls around, we've got the new budget, then we'll be talking about the, the new um, tax season, which uh, yes. you know, we'll be honest before we know it. But yeah. I suppose the, 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 main, the main thing that we're talking about our, our clients with at the moment is staying those conversations around tax planning for the end of year. You know, what what, what can you do, you know, to make, make sure you're, you're in a good position, uh, you're not gonna have to pay any more tax than what you need to. And that might yeah. be, you know, about talking about, you know, buying equipment for uh for the business because we've got yep. this um you know very large depreciation threshold at the moment and so that that that's going to be changing in in the near term but yep. um up until 30 june if we can have any capital expenditure and it's neat and it's needed and warranted in the business it might might be a, a very good opportune time to do
0: yeah
1: and, th- and then also too yeah just looking at people's um you know, superannuation and if they can you know, build build up their, their superannuation and claim kind a of tax deduction, that that's another important thing. No, those those no tax planning is the the main conversation we have at, at this at this period of the year now. From yeah, basically from from April onwards
0: onwards. Yeah, and and so the message there would be is if there's any pharmacists or business owners listening today, if if you haven't got a pre-booked appointment with your accountant, it's probably a good time to see if you can get one before the end of this financial year.
1: Absolutely, it, it's it's a real must because. Once the thirtieth of June goes, there's yeah slim pickings as far as what sort of tax planning that you can do because everything's based on um on on re- real dates and real time. So after after the fact, it's very very difficult to to do anything. And yeah, absolutely. Like I know my my PA, she's on the phones out calling my clients to set up meetings in, over the next uh, six to eight weeks just just yeah. to have those conversations. And the the beauty is, again, I'll, I'll log into the into the client zero file. And I'll see where, where they're tracking for the, for the 10 months to date, yep. uh, and, and, and we'll have a really, really good picture and finger on the pulse of how they're tracking this year and, and make some educated decisions about what they can do for tax planning.
0: Yeah. And, and again, you, you can't comment on this, but I guess I can, is that obviously the, the government's given away a lot of tax credit this year to keep the economy stimulated,
1: but you could suggest that from the 1st of July, a lot of that's going to get tightened up fairly quickly look i don't think there's any doubt about that it is in the in the government's interest to keep people employed and that keeps the the wheel turning for consumption in the country however you know there, there's not an ever ending you no know, river of money and debt yeah. that they can rack up so yeah they'll they'll definitely be sort of be i suppose tightening the screws a little bit in the, in in the near term but who knows we'll, we'll probably find out in 6 weeks of the next budget <laughs> if they if they do anything which Every now and then, they do throw a, uh, you know, something in there from left field, but I don't yeah. think it will, will be
0: as much as what it was uh, last year. Too much of a surprise. Daniel, that's been a really mm. good chat with you today. I've made a note of all of the technology platforms that we've discussed as we've been talking. In the notes attached to this podcast, I'll include a link to as many of those that I can find. If someone was looking to get in contact with you, um, I'll also include your link to your LinkedIn page, uh, business page. I think that's a, a primary one, and also sure. a link to Suntax. Is there that that would be the main ones? If someone was looking to get in contact,
1: yeah, a- absolutely. I'm happy for you know everyone to you know get in contact by, via email or, or give the office a call and ask me. Always yep. happy to chat with anyone really uh, about, yep. about about their business needs. And we've got a, a very experienced te- team of accountants and uh, gun bookkeepers in here, so. Yeah, uh, we we're, we're sort of you know very very happy to to chat with anyone and like we said, we said at the beginning it you don't need to be sitting in the next suburb with the technology as it is these days you can be anywhere in the world in, in fact and yeah as long as uh, as long as we can converse over in a, in a time zone time zone that, that
0: suits we're yes. happy to do it. Yep. yeah that's great daniel thanks for your time today it's been great to chat and i look forward to staying in touch
1: great thanks scott
0: thank you for listening today Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business, Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au.